0: guy Uh, loves uh, cake uh, who is your daddy uh, who is your daddy uh, uh, yeah uh, yeah Yeah. yes Yes. Uh! yeah and now it's time for fat guy loves cake with your host joey valentine yes yes fuck you too
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast or soon-to-be favorite podcast. I am Joey Valentine, your host. It is April the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I am so happy to have you here. As always, I can never, ever, ever portray the level of happiness that I feel by having you listen to the sound of my voice. And the crazy things that come out of my brain. So guess what, cake eaters? I got my scooter. It finally came. I mean, not like finally. I, I mean, it came early anyway, but I got it. It's awesome. It's so fucking pimp. I am so boss on this thing. I'm using all kinds of vernacular that I would not normally use. I sound like a white hat. I should join a fraternity with the way I'm talking right now. But I love this fucking bike. It's quiet. It's fast. It looks fucking dope as shit. I got a license plate on the back. Says, I love cops. Says, I heart cops on a black Texas license plate. You can't fucking beat that, man. No, it's not registered with the DMV and I don't have a driver's license. So what are you going to do about it? So I made a video, uh, I got these uh, awesome new camera glasses and I made a video of my second ever outing of me on my scooter. And I made a little five minute super sped up thing of me going to get gas and then heading to the Sonic to get a hamburger because I'm fat. And I posted it on the fat guy loves cake, Facebook page, the newly, the, the newly erected fat guy loves cake, Facebook page. I would appreciate it. If you would head on over to that and you'd give it a like and a follow and whatnot, And that video is coming from the YouTube page, which is just random stuff. But if you want to like that and follow that too, cool. I sure would appreciate it. I sure, huh? Pick an accent and stick with it, Siegfried. So yeah, fucking stoked, man. Got the bike. And yeah, so what's going on? What's going on in the world today? Let me tell you, I keep like reading through these articles. You know, I read the news a lot. I love the news. You know, not because I'm some sort of like sadist. You know, I, I, I do like happy stories. But like anyone, I'm guilty of watching a train wreck and I read the news for the bad stuff because I like, but I like to know what's going on in the world. But the funny thing is, is that I, you know, like I'm not, I'm not just reading the headlines, you know, like I'm going down, I'm going to page two and page three. I'm, I'm reading lesser known websites. I'm reading locally sponsored stuff, Texas type stuff. And I came across this story. I won't get too into it, but this man, he got caught for, uh, Doing the nasty with a bunch of horses, and he and, and I mean, sorry for the second time. This is a, this story read like something out of like some sort of setup for a fucking joke. Okay. It's like, well, the horses were acting uneasy and we kept coming into the barn and there were stools next to the backs of the horses. So we checked the security camera and sure enough, he was uh, standing behind the horse undoing his pants and Mr. Whatever his name was is charged with bestiality. And I'm like, Jesus, you know, and the headline of the story starts off like man charged with animal something, right? So you look into it and you're thinking like, oh, it must be like abuse or whatever. And then it takes this like major fucking (laughs) curveball. So I don't know why I shared that story with you, but I had to read it. So now you have to know about it too. So this other story that I read after that, this guy, he gets arrested at the airport and he's got $40,000 worth of jewelry and gold in his wig and in his ass $40,000 worth of gold. Now I'm, I'm no expert on gold. I know that like you get a little for a whole lot of money, but I'm sure 40,000 is a pretty good nugget to have in your ass. I don't know. And like with anything, it got me to thinking how many things in my lifetime have I touched that have been inside of people's asses, you know, besides Aaron's fingers, obviously most likely it would have to be something illegal, right? And I don't uh, make a habit of buying black market jewelry, but what about other stuff? You know, I mean, everything we buy takes these long, long trips from somewhere. You know, it starts with a, uh, a manufacturer, which is run by workers who are just like you and me, except they're really poor and underpaid, not like people in America think they are. And they make these products and then someone packs them and someone delivers them to a big boat and then a big boat sails across the ocean. And it shows up and then it's opened by some other people and then it's distributed and it goes into trucks and then it's put into a store and then it's in your home. it's taken a really long trip to get to you. And my point is, is that it's passed through a lot of different hands. Now, I don't think that your your basic uh, made in China stuff has seen anything too harrowing. But think about this right here at home. Remember Redbox DVD, do those still exist maybe? I think they do. They, they must. People still have AOL. DVD sales have got to still be happening. You got a Redbox. D- if you don't know what a Redbox is, it's a fucking Redbox. It's a metal Redbox outside of Walgreens or wherever. You put your credit card in, and for a dollar, you get a new movie to rent for a night, and then you come back and you put it in the machine. Simple, right? Did you ever consider that when the red box was at the height of its popularity, that every time you rented a movie, like that movie had already been in the hands of like 50 other people. Did you ever consider like (laughs) the fact that no one ever, I mean, it's not like some guy swings by the red box and he disinfects everything. Okay. So for all, you know, the movie you just rented out of the red box some fucking crazy guy was at home snorting cocaine off of it or whacking off the Shrek. Yeah, he wiped it off, but his DNA's still all over it. Or that <laughs> that new Disney movie you rented just shared the same DVD player as some porno addict who, right before he put in Lilo and Stitch, he removed Backdoor Ass Bandits 4 and put it back in its case and back on its shelf in its proper place. That's just three instances that I've named that your movie has taken a journey on. Maybe you got a guy who's always got his hand in his ass. You ever seen these people, you know, a guy who's walking around like oblivious to the fact that anyone else in the world exists and his hand is down the back of his pants. And is he, is he picking? Is he poking? Is he scratching? Is he grooming? It doesn't matter because (laughs) there's two things for certain. One, his hand is in his ass. There's nowhere else it could be. And two, once he removes his hand, he's going to sniff it. I saw somebody do that in fucking court. I remember I was in court waiting to plead to a fucking traffic violation, and there was a guy. He was in the row in front of me, and then... Way to the right. And we had these, we were all sitting in these plastic chairs, you know, like the ones with the, like from school, you know, they have like a hole where the back is, just like a little square hole, like right around, right above your butt crack. And this guy, and he's not alone, mind you. Okay. There's like the whole row behind him is taken full. This was back before smartphones. Okay. So I didn't have a camera for this. This is back in the days when we had flippy phones half a megapixel. (laughs) So there's like a whole row of people behind this gentleman who can see clear as day, what he's doing. He's got his arm behind the chair through the hole, the square hole. He is knuckle deep in his own butthole. And I'm watching him with this fascination and not at all shocked, you know, I mean people, you know, and I'm in court. And I watch, not only does this man lose himself in his own butthole trying to find whatever treasure he has buried in there, but the people behind him don't care. No one's like turning to each other and whispering like, look at this motherfucker with his hand in his ass. No, they're just like, they got this look on their faces. Like they're annoyed to be at court. They just want to get out of there. I mean, yeah, this is Dallas, Texas. It's fucking a freak haven. And so I'm like, I'm lost. I have completely zoned out. They could have called my name up to the bench. I would have missed it. This man has got his hand so deep in his fucking pants to the back of that chair that I I tune everything out. Okay. I'm tuning out the world. Everyone around him turns into a white blur. And I'm watching him and I'm doing a play-by-play as if I was some sort of sportscaster, you know, like, well, we've seen Johnny get in his butthole before, but we've never seen him go this long. He may be trying to set the record set back in the 1970s. You may remember Willie Mays Smith Jr. The third went a good 45 minutes in line at Luby's with his hand buried deep in his butthole. But we may see that record get broken today. Well, yes, you're right there. I mean, he's got a good chance. If anybody's going to do it, it's him. And the crowd's really getting behind him. (laughs) I'm doing this play-by-play in my head, you know? Like, have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Hey, could go all the way up his ass (laughs) to the elbow. He's digging. He's making faces. Some of them are contorted. Some of them were in the lines of pleasure looking. And he finally, finally removes this hand. And in my mind, and it was like slow motion for me. The whole world just went into slow motion. And all I could think was like, please, God, let him smell it. Please let him smell it. And he removed that hand and I watched as that hand came back from behind the chair and as he took it to the right side of his body in front of him, I could see the sun coming through the windows, hit his hand and made it gleam, it made it glitter like the fucking vampires in Twilight. This beautiful hand that had been into regions unknown by anyone and he stopped and he looked at it. And he took two fingers and he put them right under his nose and he huffed. <laughs> oh, and it was so exhilarating for me to watch. I mean, inside my head, cause it, it seemed like it took forever. Like he hadn't made up his mind and I'm like, do it, do it, sniff the hand, sniff it. And then like 50,000 people, they all go. <laughs> and I'm, you know, and I'm like, fist pumping over on my chair in the middle of court. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. That's what we came to see. That's what we paid for. That was, that was worth the price of admission. I mean, but that's just me. You know, that's just, I find myself passing time like that sometimes, you know, are you starting to get an idea of how my mind works? I mean, I I hit a topic and then I go immediately to something else and then I find myself somewhere else. Sometimes I come back around like the fact that everything that you've ever rented that someone else had has got their fucking DNA on it. Possibly bodily fluids. Think about that. If I buy something used, I take it home and I fucking power wash it. I spray it with bleach. I get wipes with Clorox on them. I didn't need COVID to teach me that people are fucking disgusting. I have talked so many times about how gross men are. I want you to just remember, heed my words. We don't need vaccines. Okay. Not because they aren't any good because they are, we were able to eradicate polio thanks to vaccines, but we don't need them. If you just wash your fucking hands and to all my guy friends. And I'm talking to all my guy friends and what apparently has become a major trend in the world. That stuff that comes out of your ass that you love to eat so much on women. That's, that's waste. That's the bad stuff. That's your body takes the good stuff and processes it. And then it rejects the bad stuff. And I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with eating ass. My guy friends are like, Oh yeah, man. I'll be the girl. I'll take over on the bar and I'm like, and I'm like, you're really fucking gross. Why don't you just skip the fucking middle man and go and lick a toilet? I'm sorry. I'll, uh, (laughs) let's, let's, let's talk about something else. I had a million dollar idea because I am one of the only few men in this world who is not a raving sexaholic and every you know, all men seem to be completely driven by their hormones and it's a problem. It's a problem. It It, uh, it leads to crime. It leads to assault. It leads to broken lives. And I think I got the solution remotely operated chastity belts. Okay. Like you can't touch your dick without first getting permission I mean, this not not for, like, regular people, but, you know, for, like, people who have a tendency, like, if you're on probation for something, right, you get, like, the dick lock, okay, and you go, and you're, you're like, you're messing around with a girl, <laughs> you gotta call dick lock, you got, like, a, a voice, a uh, little voice box on your belt, you know, you hit the button, it's like one of those live calls, you know, like, I fall in and I can't get up! instead it's going to be like, you know, I'm horny and I'm about to get laid. You're about to get busy with the girl and you hit the little, uh, cock lock and he calls an operator and they're like, deck lock. This is Ryan. Can I help you? You're like, yeah, say man, I'm about to get some, I need you to unlock my shit. And then he's like, could you please put the woman on the phone? Or could you please have, (laughs) wait, could you? Could you please have the woman speak into your crotch? <laughs> okay, ma'am. Are you there? <laughs> so it's like this guy, the guy's on the bed. and he's got this metal speedo on, right? He's, he's on the bed with his arms on the bed, like back behind him. And and he's got a, he's got this box. There's a guy talking out of his crotch. He's like, ma'am, are you there? Please, if you hear me, could you speak into the box, please? She's like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Are you willing to have consensual sex with this man? Yes, that'd be fine. All right, sir. We are unlocking your dick for the next two hours. (laughs) Cock lock, dick lock, whatever. If you have to go to the bathroom, you can only get like the tip out. (laughs) I think that would put a stop to a lot of the bullshit with men. You know, like you've (laughs) got to have consent. There's like a tracking monitor so they know where you were. I mean, it would really give a lot of men incentive to learn how to be a gentleman, I think. I mean, you think it's tough getting laid with your dick out in the open free for you to take pictures of and send to women unsolicited? Try having that shit locked up under steel with a fucking voice-activated cockbox. You'll be like, you'll just be so happy to get it off so it can fucking breathe. Like, uh, my balls ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. <laughs> that could give some people some real inspiration to learn how to treat women properly. It's not hard to have sex, especially after you're 30. It becomes like shaking hands. A lot of women really want you to put forth an effort. Even if it's bullshit. Women don't like feeling cheap. They That sucks. Nobody wants to feel like they've been used. There's nothing wrong with earning it, take a woman out, make her feel good about herself. You know, you know, it's, I, I I think it's only fair. If a woman's going to invite me into her house and let me sleep with her, I shouldn't be able, I should, there's no way on this God's green earth that anyone should ever be able to do that by just saying sup and then sending a picture of your dick. Like you have not earned that sex. So women, you keep doing what you do. Don't give it up to them. Don't give that shit up to these nasty motherfuckers. I'm in a reverse dick pic situation right now, but I'm not going to fucking call anyone out on that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. uh, if, uh, If anybody is willing to, anybody, if any of you girls who listen to my show who are on dating sites and you talk to these nasty men who send you these fucking dick pics, If you are willing to get them to dress their penises up, like I've talked about, you know, remember the top hat, the monocle, the cane, cowboy hat, put a little beard on it, something. If you can get some men to do that, would you, would you send me a copy of it, please? As proof that you got some idiot man to do it. So far, my, uh, undercover agent that I have doing this, uh, has not succeeded but I don't think she's really trying very hard. So we're going to get there. But if you do, please tell me. I will sh- I will talk about it, and, and I will not say your name. I will un- will be an anonymous donation to the show. Send it to me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. I want to see just how much shit you can get some desperate man to do with his dick. Because I'm telling you, there's no boundaries, and it's going to be fucking hilarious. And women... The next time that you see, if a man wants to Wang Chung tonight, you better make him earn that shit. There better be a meal. And he better fucking pull that chair out and open the door. But you better unlock the door after he puts you in the car. You reach over and you unlock that shit. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't 1980 anymore. (laughs) Everything unlocks on its own. No one's going to have any idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, they will. My listeners are all over 30. You got to. You got to show respect. Here in Texas, we show our ladies respect. We stand up when a woman leaves the table or comes to sit down at one. We take our hat off when we sit down at the dinner table. My fucking hillbilly uncle, he used to come to the table at a, at restaurants when our, when my family would get together. He was the fucking biggest hillbilly. Wasn't dirty or nothing. I mean, he made good money, but he was just such a fucking yokel. And he'd come to the table and there'd be all these family and cousins and he wouldn't take his cowboy hat off at the table. He never would. He'd have these fucking $500 Stetsons on, you know, made out of black suede. And my daddy would always sit there and chuck fries into his hat. I'll never forget. He'd do it every time. And that dumbass would leave his hat on. He wouldn't even know my daddy would be chucking fries. There'd be. Oil stains all over the hat. Once he got to stand up, and and fries start falling off of this fucking cowboy hat. Oh, that's a good memory. That's funny. Boy, that guy was a real shit kicker. I remember we'd go to his house. Boy, they live in this fucking town that has like just a couple hundred people. You go to their house, and they have so many animal heads on the walls. Like every fucking wall has a minimum of three giant animal heads, deers and rams and whatever. I remember I was so young when I first went to that house and I asked him, what was his fucking name? Uh, Bill, Uncle Bill. And I asked Bill, I said, "I said, where's the rest of the, the animal? And he said, they're on the other side of the house. And I'd run outside and I'd look and there'd be nothing there. And I'd say, no, I went out there. And there was nothing. I was like five years old. That was a mean joke. He said, no, no, I'll go back out there and look. I'm telling you, the rest of it's on the other side of the house. One other thing that was on my mind today, I was watching Good Morning America, you know. I think I was watching Good Morning America. It's the show where they like air in the mornings in Times Square and there's windows behind them, and you got all these people crowding around with posters that say like, Hi Kathy Lee, or whoever the fuck is who's hosting that now? Ryan Seacrest and somebody. And you got all these people, and this is Times Square, with these posters that are like, I love you. I love you, Ryan, and hi mom. And they sit there for like a whole awkward hour staring at you like fucking pod people. I just wonder like, do they have a like a like a TSA thing going on there? Like if you want to stand at the window, do you have to cross through a metal detector? Do you have to have your poster pre-approved? I mean, this is New York city, right? I keep, I'm watching and I keep waiting for somebody to just press ham, you know, like there's, you can't tell me that in New York city, that some lunatic in times square has not tried to run up to one of those windows and like smash his hog up against the glass on live television. No fucking way. And I got to think NYPD has got better things to do than stand around trying to take care of the millions of mentally ill people that are walking around Times Square every day. Oh God, that just reminded me of something I haven't thought about in so long. I don't know how I got there, but this is how I work. In Dallas, I lived temporarily in an apartment complex with two gentlemen, one by the name of Terry and one by the name of Corndog. Now, the reason his name was Corndog was because his name was Joey. Now, I'm Joey, and, but his name was actually Joey. See, like, my birth name is Joseph, okay? This guy was so fucking Italian that his birth certificate name was Joey. I shit you not. But when he joined our little group of punk rockers, I declared that there will not be two Joey's. That is unacceptable. There is only one. It's me. And because I'm better looking and more popular, you will now be known as Corn Dog. And it stuck. He was forever known as Corn Dog. Now, Corn Dog and Terry and I used to do a lot of drinking. And, well, that's pretty much it. we I don't know how we ever paid rent. I think Terry had a job at Blockbuster. And he paid the rent. Because I know we damn sure didn't pay anything. And we had been up all night. One night drinking heavily. And the sun had come up. And I had finally... Finally gotten to sleep on the couch. And Terry and Corndog come busting in the front door and they're like, duh, 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 dude, 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 do dude, dude. And they're poking me. And I'm like, fuck off. They're like, Joe, Joe, the apartment's it's uh, behind us is on fire. You gotta come see, you gotta go see. And I'm like, dude, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, you just you guys have been drinking too much. You need to go to bed just like me. They leave again. I go back to sleep. I tried to go back to sleep and now I can't, you know, because they woke me up and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to sleep. But I, I, so I flipped the TV on, onto the news, Dallas morning news, and there's a reporter and she's doing a live broadcast of the apartments behind me on fire. And then (laughs) sure enough in the background, I can see Terry and corndog walking towards where everyone is like all fucking punk you know we're all 21 years old terry's he was so scummy man wife beater fucking patchy beard you know because he couldn't grow a full beard yet none of us could but i didn't try to i was waiting for the full thing to happen or nothing fucking one or two tattoos and all kinds of sid vicious chains on us corn dog had his hair dyed like a, a leopard print I mean, we were like such posers, but back then, man, we thought we were the punkest motherfuckers on the earth. Anyway, apparently Terry took his camera and he went down there to film the fire and he somehow got detained and they, he just, they never like they handcuffed him and he somehow managed to keep the camera in his hands behind his back filming. So he had all, when, when, later in the day, we got to watch the video and he's just in the back of the car and he's bitching. And the cop was like, I told you to stay you hear this police officer telling him, he's like, I told you to stay away from the fire. And he's like, I did bro. And, uh, I guess Terry got a little too enthusiastic and too close to the fire. So they cuffed him and they threw him in the back of a Dallas police cruiser and made him stay there until they were done with the area. This is, this, this is the best part. Okay. So the woman who is reporting, I'm still watching the TV, okay? And the woman who is reporting has already interviewed people at this point. So the whole thing with Terry getting put into a cop car has long since passed. She's reporting live, but she sent her video back. She's interviewed all kinds of witnesses and they've cut it at the station and they're going to play it on her cue. And so she's, you know, uh, I'm Susan Ortega, and I, you know, blah, blah, I'm here at the apartment. And she said, and here's one witness. This is, this is what he had to say. And it cuts to Terry. <laughs> and Terry's being interviewed by this poor woman. All right, and she asks him about the fire. They played this whole fucking clip on the news. I shit you not. She's asking him. She's like, "So, sir, the building caught on fire. And what did you see?" And Terry's like, "Well, like, I walked up, and this cop was like." Uh, you need to get back. And I was like, "Uh, whatever, dude. And he's like, no, I'm serious. You got to get back. And I was like, don't tell me what to do, officer. And then like he handcuffed me and put me in the car. But that's what police do, man. You know, they come and they mess with you. And this woman, this this reporter is just nodding all along, like fucking straight face. Seriously. Like she's doing some sort of hardcore investigative reporting here. Terry is completely off topic. And She's like, and they, they played, they played the whole thing. Terry's ranting about the state of police <laughs> and how Dallas police officers pick on punk rockers because of the way we dress. He's like, just cause I have hair like this and I dress like this, you know, like cops are always like singling me out, man. And it's like, you know, and she's just letting him go. And they played the whole fucking thing. And I was like, What? what is what what what's happening and at this point so terry and corndog come back into the apartment and i'm like you fucking retards and they smell like burnt wood terry's got video of the video of like when he was being interviewed corndog was filming that i hadn't thought about that in forever but that was a that was a funny day and you know what's really crazy like i just got this show started right like two months ago. And stories like that, like I have yet to even scratch the surface of things like that, that happen to me every fucking day in Dallas. I have led such a crazy life and met so many unusual people in all the places I've lived. I can't wait to tell you guys all about them. So keep tuning in. I will never run out of stories and I will never run out of opinions. Thanks everybody for listening to fat guy loves cake. It's Wednesday. So we're halfway through right halfway through the week. And of course, if you get a chance, check out Mendez mobile mechanic, Richard Mendez, the owner, he is a mobile mechanic. will come to your house. He can fix anything. He is the man. You can reach him at three, six, one, six, five, two, zero, seven, seven, two. And if you have any needs for propane, may I suggest Kellogg propane off of highway 59 in Victoria, Texas, you will not get a better deal than Kellogg propane. I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. You guys, and look forward to see you on Friday. Reach me at fat guy loves K. At yahoo.com. I'm looking forward to your dick pics wearing funny hats. In the meantime, let me play you some feel good music and I'll see you in a couple of days. What do I always say? Be nice.